Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley's Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. We might disagree on The Last Jedi, but we have not recorded our last podcast. Uh, you, spent, you spent a lot of time on that, didn't you? It was only a six-week break, but we needed it because you have found The Wretched Hive Podcast, episode 220. My name is Steve Baldwin, and we are here tonight to talk about the Kenobi trailer. We're only about three weeks late, guys. And, and were we on a break like Ross and Rachel were on a break, or what What exactly was going on there? We were on a break! <laughs> we're still on a break. We're not, we're not back. Don't get, don't get these fuckers' hopes up that we're just going to be doing this dog and pony show every week just for you little assholes <laughs> we love our fans you're such a ray of sunshine greg <laughs> that's a, that's a really good point um i am joined tonight by my good friends and podcast colleagues dave greg and scott welcome to the show guys hey hey woot woot i am so happy to be i am really happy to be here actually because you know what we don't do this every week anymore Every two weeks, really, because we never really did it every week unless there was a show on. There's lots of revisers in this. But what I'm trying to say is any opportunity to get together with at least three of you guys, sometimes four of you guys, but with at least three of you guys is an entertaining evening for me. And I appreciate it. Hell yeah. I completely agree. We have determined that a quorum for the show is at least three of us have to show up. And that has been incredibly difficult. We've been working very hard. There's been a lot going on. We've got career moves happening. We've got a public health crisis going on. We've got, I, I don't know, there's just, life is happening. We haven't been able to sit down at the mic together. So I'm just thrilled tonight that we're finally getting to talk about Kenobi. Anyway, I, I, living together, it'll be anarchy. <laughs> am I the only one who is like actively pondering, is that a flickering light behind Scott or is there a fire behind Scott? <laughs> oh, good point. Is that a real candle or is it one of those fake ones? Ooh. Uh, it's a fake one, guys. It's a fake. It one. could go either way. That's that's that's. I'm not crazy, is what you're saying, Greg. Mm. No, no. By the end of the night, that Ursula is a pyro. Ursula is a pyro. We all we know this. <laughs> she does light a lot of fires back there. Ooh, yes, talking about lighting fires, this Kenobi trailer has lit in a fire. Has lit in, Has lit a fire. I don't think that's in great. my Star Wars fandom, guys. I am pumped to talk about Kenobi and this trailer that was released. Gosh, when was it? Uh, March 9th, 2020. And we were all like, we want to talk about this, but it's not going to be tonight. Maybe next week. Yeah, no, yeah, maybe yeah. not. Maybe the week after. How many false starts did we have? So long ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had a few. Well, 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 well to, to quote Steve, and, and he's the one that's bringing up light the fires. Let's throw in some Harry, uh, what's his name, uh, from Independence Day uh singer guy uh let's kick the tires and light the fires guy come on i believe that's harry connick jr harry connick thank jr. you that guy i don't know those guys okay i'm gonna sound really dumb right now but harry connick jr was in 
Independence Day. I do not remember that. Yeah, he what was Will Smith's hell? sidekick who got killed yeah. uh, very early on in the alien fighting. I, I've got to go back and watch it. And there's a goose. He was married to Meg Ryan. It was that it was, is not. Wait, that's a different movie. <laughs> that is not Harry Connick Jr. Oh, God. oh man, and it's one. It's one of the best bits in the movie where he's like on his knees trying to demonstrate how to kiss ass to Will Smith. And then uh, the engagement ring falls out of Will Smith's locker and he picks it up and opens the box up and looks at it. And then just kind of looks up at Will Smith. And that's the exact moment. Like a third guy just walks around the aisle and sees the two of them there and just like goes, whoa, and just turns and walks away. (laughs) All right. Let's just get into this. The Obi-Wan Kenobi. Guys, we've been talking about this show coming out for as about as long as we've been doing this podcast at first it well first it was going to be a feature film yes right yep, yep. and that shifted gears to now with the success of the mandalorian and other star wars properties on disney plus we are getting a uh, a television show a serial tv show released every week for do we know how long do we know how many weeks six weeks seven weeks? i believe it's six weeks okay six Six episodes, limited series, they're calling it. So I'm pretty sure that they're just playing this as a one-off. So that's roughly, I'm going to guess, four to six hours of Kenobi content on Disney+. Plus Coming up starting May 25th is the release date of Kenobi. Yes, the real Star Wars Day, not that artificially fake, commercially created holiday of Star Wars Day on May the 4th. You're goddamn right, Dave. You are goddamn. Now, I, I will before we get into anniversary of the release too. Forty fifth year, you guy. And, and before we get into the trailer, just as a, a business discussion move. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Miss Marvel is going to be being released parallel with Obi Wan, and I think that's the first time Disney has tried that with any of its mainline uh, new properties on Disney Plus. I believe you are correct, sir. I uh, I I, t- I disagree because I think they I think they put up the Mandalorian also with the Mighty Ducks series, and I'm sure those two properties did equally as well. Oh, I was sure? going to say we obviously have a differing definition of a mainline property for Disney, <laughs> unless you're being sarcastic and you're wait. masking it well. Sir. No, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm I'm so blown away right now. I didn't even know there was a. Mighty Ducks series. What what rock under a cave are you living in, sir? Wait a minute. Hold on. After what part three movies? Stop it. I am so glad you didn't know this because now it's one to one. Stephen (laughs) Scott are are at a draw right now. Uh, Really quick, Miss Marvel release date June eighth. So just two weeks after the Kenobi release date. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like these are going to be running. They'll be running at the same time. Yeah. Yeah which I think is a first. I'm throwing up a penalty flag on Steve right now. Wait a minute. You're saying we're level when you're saying you can't remember Independence Day and I can't remember the Mighty Ducks Disney Plus series. Slow down there. Smarty. Those two are dead heat even <laughs> in, in pop culture importance. Are you kidding me right now? And in the, in the post-production meeting, when, when they wonder why it takes us an hour and a half to get through a one minute and 46 second trailer, this will be exhibit A. That's a good in, in, in Steve's defense here, and, and Scott, I'm going to disqualify you from this discussion because could any rational person name one other actor right now off the top of their head other than Will Smith who started Independence Day? 
Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I'm saying I'm saying I've just said you're disqualified, Scott, because you're not a normal person. <laughs> I can right. name let's let's five right now. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with you people with the series versus the 1996 highest box office grossing film? What and held the record for all time grossing film up until what the next year? Seriously, people. This a star-making right. performance for Skeet Ulrich is what you're telling me, right? <laughs> All right, we are. Look, I am. I am quarterbacking us. We're marching down the field. Let's go. We are going to get in the red zone, and we are going to score a touchdown with the Kenobi trailer, guys. We are going to go shot by shot <laughs> for as long as we can. And We're going to go not, shot by Skeet. <laughs> I'm not talking about shot by shot with Kenobi making Adobe here. We are going to review the trailer and we're going to start from the top and end with that title card at the end. And we are going to analyze this trailer the way that other podcasts do. So here do we it. go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, we, Did you listen to our, to our, our Dr. Strange breakdown? Uh, that's a great point. Yes, I did. Actually, you guys did a fantastic job, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for that. But man, it was literally like hitting the, the pause button every five seconds on that trailer. We had something new to say. There were so well, many cuts in the trailer. That that trailer was an actual trailer, though. So this, as we talked about in the pre-show, this is a teaser trailer. So this is a minute 46 of Obi-Wan Kenobi greatness. Let's face it. I know, Scott, I'm, I'm sensing that you disagree a little bit with me based on our pre-show conversation no but it but in the pre-show i think i said it's definitely a teaser because it shows ankle a little calf but we don't see any thigh and we don't see any nipple so it's a tease (laughs) it's not a full show that's right there you go all right so we're going to start from the top here we're looking at youtube.com obi-wan kenobi teaser trailer for disney plus if you you want to share your screen sir Oh, oh, that's a great point. I should probably share the screen. Not trying to tell you what to do. Not trying to tell you how to do your job. Not although trying you, to produce the show although, or anything although like I know. that. What to do. Okay. You guys should have a nice, clear view of... Tatooine, the most famous planet in Star Wars. I, guys, I don't think very much of this show is going to happen on Tatooine. Um, I think you may be right. There's a lot more happening off-planet than I initially thought there would be. I agree. I think you may be right. When we were talking uh, Sergio Leone Western, mm-hmm. I don't know that that's where it's going to go. All right. Let's get this uh, show on the road. We're going to play the first few seconds and uh, we'll pause when we think you guys, if you guys want me to pause at any particular spot, let me know, but I'm going to, I'll do my best uh, to pause where I think is a good spot here. Here we go. We're going to push play. We've got Tatooine. And Obi, well, we presume it's Obi-Wan riding a, a beast and then leading a beast into a town. Yeah. Now, is that the beast that passed gas in episode one? It sure does look like it. What is that animal called? Called an EOP. An EOP. Kind of like a camel slash horse sort of thing. Uh, I'm getting I, 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 I actually think it's one of these, Scott. Yes. No. As I said, an EOP. But uh, I'm okay. going to guarantee you, we're not going to get any fart jokes in this series. So. Mm. All right. Let's keep going. The fight is done. 
We lost. I'm right here. I'm right here. Stop. Yeah, stop here. So uh, that, yeah. that dialogue is obviously important to set this in time, right? For anybody who doesn't know what's happening. Okay, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. The fight is over. We lost. It's clearly after the events of Revenge of the Sith. Right. It, ground, it grounds us in a time frame and a perspective of what's happening. But I, I think yes. there's a bigger thing going on that I've, after watching this a few times, re-listening to this, who is Obi-Wan talking to at this point? And if that, you, we, that we don't know. Yeah, well, I have no idea. could it be Qui-Gon Jinn? I was going to say, speculation is yeah. the last thing we had was Yoda telling Obi-Wan, talking about his old mentor and yeah. how to go to Tatooine and learn how to commune with him. Mm-hmm. True. Is this him talking to uh, to Qui Gon? That's possible. I'm going to throw out another bit of speculation because I like that bit of speculation. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Like a lot. Another yeah. potential bit of speculation that I'll throw out: What if it's Ahsoka? That would be great too. Because Ahsoka, on the timeline we know from Rebels, did get involved with the Resistance. Yep. And what if she is on Tatooine talking to Obi Wan, trying to get him to do something, and that's his response: Ahsoka, the fight is over. We lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a million things to talk about here besides that, which is great. I love the speculation on here, but also let's. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna point this out right now, and we're gonna talk about it at the end of this trailer. The true hero of this trailer is absolutely, for me, 100% John Williams. Oh, you pimped yeah. my cake. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we were we were getting to that for me, but yes, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it is the star of this trailer, absolutely 100%. It's actually a great merger, I think, of two John Williams pieces right here. I think it's one called Battle of the Heroes from Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. It's a little segue moment or whatever, uh, or an intro, a build-up moment, and then it's going to go into one of probably one of my favorite pieces from all three trilogies. So yeah, maybe the best. I mean, you could argue, uh, aside from the Force theme, maybe the most recognizable Star Wars music. Yeah. Uh, that that was ever recorded. Or the Imperial uh, March too. So he's looking off into the distance. What's missed in this shot is you can see the Lars homestead way off in the distance out there that we're about to see up close here. Let's keep playing. Here we go. We got a shot of the Lars homestead and we get 10 year old or so Luke Skywalker. <laughs> now is, is young Luke wearing Anakin's goggles? I don't know. Like it. Shot. It, it yeah. looks like what it, it looks a lot like what's his name uh sorry Hello. sorry Dave. it looks a lot like uh, uh the mannequin skywalker actor from episode one of the phantom menace like it really does just the mannerism the haircut the goggles yeah. and i gotta wonder is he is he is he recreating the uh the pod race sequence from phantom menace is that what he's miming there like he's pod racing like his uh his father was mm-hmm. I, i'm gonna go with that i also think because of the age that he's at, and I think they do somewhere, whether it's in the old legacy books or comics, talks about, um, yeah, because there is emotion right there in this in this moment that you're kind of slow-moing through. Mm-hmm. He does that kind of, that thrust move mm-hmm. with both of the uh, throttles to mm-hmm. make odd racers go faster. But he could hey, also hey. be piloting a T-16 Skyhopper here. Which guys, we're, we're all going to get 
questioned by Congress after this episode. Just, just so <laughs> <laughs> One of us is for sure. Some, some of us more than others, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All Do right. You like beer. <laughs> All right, should, All right. we, should we back it up about two or three seconds so we can get some of that dialogue back in? All right, let's uh, let's back this up here. Uh, so great can rewatch the sequence. <laughs> All right, okay, here we go. Stay hidden. I like the wipe of the Lucasfilm logo. Yes. It dissolves from sand. I like that a lot. Great. I just have to acknowledge, we have to acknowledge it. Duel of the Fates. Uh, just it's phenomenal to hear that episode three music. You know, uh, this Duel of the Fates. Sorry, episode one. Sorry, my bad. Episode one. Yeah. Uh, the Battle of the Heroes, I think, is from episode three. I, th I think you're correct on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, I, I just, that was when watching this for the first time, it's like, wow, you're kicking it into overdrive. Mm -hmm. You, you went there and for a moment and for a little bit, I, I was questioning the decision. And then as I, you get about another 30 seconds in, you realize, no, it's actually perfect. It, it is, mm -hmm. it is hopefully not just a cheap marketing ploy where we don't then get that in the episodes and we don't get that, that overarching sense of something really big and important is happening here right now if did they keep I, it kind of small scale did i hear incorrectly or did i imagine something that john williams is actually scoring the whole series is that thing? i heard he scored the theme i don't the know theme. if he scored the okay. whole series okay fair enough that's right. a lot but of it, work he did just turn like 90 something or just yeah, he's like 11 billion years old at this yeah. point mm -hmm. i did i did if i didn't send it out i thought i sent it out to you guys but there is a meme out there that is fantastic it's like a zoom chat with john williams and uh kathleen kennedy and all the lucasfilm people saying okay john i, I we know you're coming out of retirement for this just keep it low-key man you're in your 90s just chill out and then they show this clip which is fucking fantastic because he's just oh it shows it shows him writing the score on a piano which is on fire and it's just like <laughs> wind or blowing sand all around him and i'm like yeah that's john williams right there that's just being a badass at 90 whatever he is 90 93 is he i, I have no idea he's in it he's in his 90s yeah but but yeah i mean all of this building up to it you start out with the um Battle of the Heroes going into Duel of the Fates, mm -hmm. which we're we're getting a character, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor's version of Obi-Wan from the prequels. So we're getting both of those two glorious themes kind of merged or mashed up right there is just a great way of doing this. And Greg, I cannot agree with you more. I love the Lucasfilm dissolving into sand. Mm -hmm. That's it's pretty cool. Fucking cool as hell. And this teaser is really setting up, I think, the inherent challenge of an Obi-Wan series, particularly set in this time frame, right? Because we all know how it has to end. Obi-Wan is still alive on Tatooine, undiscovered. Luke Skywalker is still alive on Tatooine, undiscovered. So like the movie Titanic, you know the ship sinks and everybody dies at the end. How do you make it a successful, entertaining, suspenseful story? Mm -hmm. And that I do think that's where we get into the heart of this now 
with this trailer. They've set it up a little bit with Obi-Wan, the tent, you know, we're going to stay hidden. We lost, stay hidden. And yeah. now we get into the duel of the fates and the grand inquisitor talking about how do you hunt and find Jedi? All right, let's yeah. get into that right uh, now. Before we, before we start real quick, I, I just want to point, point out on for me that right at the beginning here, when you actually get to see Ewan McGregor, you know, done up as Obi-Wan Kenobi again, it just such mm -hmm. a great feeling for me uh, for that prequel trilogy, you know, as much as we rag on it and it's has its, has its ups and downs you know i think that Ewan mcgregor just nailed that role yeah and, and really was by was far and away the the shining star of that entire trilogy and i'm so i personally i'm just so happy to see him back it really just makes me giddy with joy that, that he's actually back and we're gonna we're gonna get this show yeah uh, he's the one thing i wanted to see more of after that series ended and i'm i'm just like seeing this now 20 years later is just fucking amazing yeah well, and he's the perfect age to play Obi-Wan right now. He's, they just timed it perfectly. You know, they nailed that. I, I totally agree. All right, let's move on. We're going we're gonna to be introduced to some, uh, some villains here. So let's play this. The key to hunting Jedi is patience. What do you think about that CGI there? Do you guys have any takes on uh, notice anything with this shot here? The CGI? Okay, yeah. well, let's let's take wait. Slow it down. Where are you at here? Cuz I I got a lot of things to so talk you've about. Got, so just to narrate this for our, our uh, audio audience, you've got sort of a a Sith fighter, looks like a a dark lord's fighter flying in over a sea or an ocean into uh what looks like a base of some sort i'm just curious yeah, if you a, caught anything a tower a spire or something like yeah. that and you know this this show is you know mostly done at this point so it's probably looking very similar to this i don't know if there's much really much more cleanup that they're going to do on this at this point mm -hmm. i i will say this it, it for a moment it pulled me out a little bit i i don't know if it was maybe not totally done or clean it looks i don't know Maybe I'm being overly mm, critical, or but well, initially, you know, I, 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 yeah, a little I, bit. I think with the Inquisitors specifically, a lot of their paraphernalia, if you will, is mm. black and red, mm. and so mm. a lot of that stuff looks just very plain and stark. You know, it's there's not a lot of detail that you're going to get out of it, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see that you look, I see you say it looks kind of fake and modely and everything like that, but, mm -hmm. you know, they're not going to add much to it. It's not, it's not like they're trying to recreate, you know, Coruscant or anything like that here. You mean like they did later in the trailer? Like they do later. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Got, yeah, I, I, think that's a, I actually think that's a good take. Uh, you, you're right. It's, um, it's it's a little bit pedestrian, I guess. Maybe um, I don't know. It's something about it just pulled me out a little bit. But I'm probably being too picky. But I mean, it you looks are. it looks great. It looks you great. You haven't watched all of Rebels, so let me let me go into something. This is actually established. <laughs> yeah. So you guys can nitpick this all you want, but this is actually established environment here, and this is the okay. Grand in, or the Inquisitor base which I can't remember the exact name, but it is like the 
inquisitory or something like that. And if you look really careful at your screen, you will see the shuttle Tidarium over there to your left. Mm -hmm. Yep, I see that. So we do have a knowledge that Hayden Christensen is coming back and that the shuttle Tidarium was Darth Vader's personal shuttle. That's so pretty cool. We might have an introduction to the Vader character here, which we will have later. But if you know anything about the Grand Inquisitor and the Inquisitors in general, which we'll see a few here in the trailer, this is their like home base. Now, are we to believe that, or are we to understand that it is the Grand Inquisitor that is narrating this section where he says the key to hunting Jedi is patience? It is the Grand Inquisitor. Okay, because we see him and he was from Rebels. It looks like the same guy that was in Rebels. Well, <laughs> that's another argument, but let's, uh, All right. let's go down. So my issue with the, the way we're going to see the Grand Inquisitor is I, I get the arguments that are out there, but I'm going to say this. It's, it's good to see him on screen. I kind of agree with some of the discrepancies people have held against that because we've seen his species in Revenge of the Sith. So I don't know why they went the route that they did to make him look so much different than his Rebels appearance. I get that I it's so much Mando appearance. He's got more of a round head than an egg-shaped head. That's yeah, and and then mm -hmm. there's the the fifth brother. I think is the other one that's we're going to see here also. And they changed drastically how much they looked. But the thing is, is the Grand Inquisitor is the same species as the character that Obi Wan confronts on Utapu when he's searching out General Grievous in Revenge of the Sith. So. Why couldn't they find somebody with a much more narrow head and the features that would be that way? Also, if you notice the uh, the species that the Grand Inquisitor is, they have these really weird teeth. And mm -hmm. unless they're going to fix this later on by the time the show airs, they look like just regular human teeth when he's talking to you. So, All right, let's, let's get him on the screen here. Let's continue this here. His patience. Shot of him there. Jedi cannot help what they are. I want to pause here because I I watched this and I didn't see anything unique. I zoomed in on these faces and then I saw this guy over here on the right. You're not pointing at the person with the super big flipping nose either. No, not him. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's worth talking about. That's all I'm saying. Well, this guy. <laughs> This guy over here to the to on Obi-Wan's left, immediate left, uh, he looks to me like a clone. Do you guys like see that? Her, at all? Like Samara Morrison? Like Samara Morrison. Uh, Let's see if I can maybe. 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 Pull in there a little bit. I don't know if I can. Here we go. Fascinating. Wrong uh, film franchise, Scott. Hmm. I thought I think he looks like a a a, a digitally youth a, uh, a what do they call it when they reduce the youth of the person? Reduce I the thought you were going to say euthanized for a minute. I, I know, was going to laugh. I almost, I was going to laugh. I almost the, did, but I, I, I I was inhaling to laugh, sir, and you disappointed you went, me. You, <gasps> uh, 
age. You think he looks like a de-aged, de-aged thank you. camera, whatever his name is. <clears throat> Morrison. So like Jim. Uh, so we don't know what that is. Yeah. Anyway. Or Steve, yeah. some ideas on that? or I have no idea. It just looks like a what? de-aged Timur Morrison. I think it's so, a clone right there. So that, that's interesting, and I'll tell you why it's interesting when we get a little further into the trail. All right. Let's keep going. Yeah. Oh, the, oh, wait. <laughs> Hang on. This shot. All right. So here yeah. we see our first shot. Uh, this is uh, the Inquisitor. What's her name? Um, Reva. Reva. Yeah, she's sort of the featured Inquisitor in this trailer. She's standing I, I at the, at the yeah. desk getting some instructions or talking to her boss or something. Reva's not featured in the show. So I think what they're doing here is because when we were introduced to the Inquisitors, there's like the fifth brother and the ninth sister that there's no, there's no um, moments in the show where we see all of them together. When you so, say the show, are you talking about uh, Rebels? Rebels. Okay. So what I'm assuming is that they're filling in the holes that of characters we haven't seen yet. So that I think this Reva or Reva, however you pronounce her name, mm. uh, I think she is going to be a new inquisitor type or an inquisitor in training type character. The one that you see with the dome on, on its head is the fifth brother, I believe is, is the name of it. Um, With the the Tron disc on his back. They all have that. That's the lightsaber that they all carry Mm -hmm. that spins. So you'll see it later on in this trailer. Right. right. Oh yeah. She's got it too over here. On the left. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The big thing I want to point out, or two big things, is the chair that's empty uh, could be two things. That could either be no, no, the one that's over next to Riva, okay. Reva, Riva. I'm, I'm going to call her Riva until we know otherwise. Um, okay. Notice the two spires going straight up look very similar to Vader's mm-hmm. uh, temple on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was very interesting in this trailer. The other thing is, is since this base has been established as the Inquisitor base. It is underwater, and if you look out to the left, that's all underwater there. Yep. So we definitely know that this is the Inquisitor base. And I, I'm sorry, I totally forget the name, but I think it's like in, Inquisitory or something like that. Anyone know off the top of their head? No, no I have yet to watch Rebels all the way through, but I'm going to try to before this series airs. Might want to do that mm. just for that reason. That's a commitment, man. I think Greg watched Rebels. I did, and um, you know, I think Rebels takes place after. Well, I don't know, I don't know, because uh, th- there's a development with Darth Maul in Rebels that uh, I I don't know where that fits into this show. Fair, I know the Fair development enough. of which you speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not really. It's you know, I'm 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 not mentioning it because it might be spoiler alerty. For some people, but obviously it was it was a big deal when it happened on the show. For people I have a who... I have a spoiler alert uh, if, if we need. Oh, it. please God, no! I have the... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So real quick, I mentioned the species of the Grand Inquisitor. If you notice, he has all those grooves in his face and the red kind of under his eyes that drips down, it looks like blood dripping down. They're mm. called Puanon, Puanon, mm. and they were featured. Did you say Qanon? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> with a P. There you go. Wow. 
Although uh, that species was introduced and was the creature that was talking to Obi-Wan when he first lands on Utapu. <laughs> I just need to pull that clip. Did you say QAnon? That's that's going to be a standard show clip, I think. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. All right, here we go. Their compassion leaves a trail. All right, we get uh, shot in. So that was that was Lars, right? We get yeah. Joel Ed- Edge, the actor Joel Edgerton, back playing um, Lars. Owen Lars. Owen oh. Lars. Yes, thank you, Uncle Owen. And he played and he played Uncle Owen in in the prequel prequels as well. I think he showed up in episodes one and three. I don't think he was in episode and, two. And allegedly, Bonnie. I think Peace is the way you say her name is uh, reprising her role as Aunt Beru. Fresh out, of ne- fresh, fresh out of Nexium, that one is. I, I still think Disney's missing the boat. A trilogy of Beru movies starring Jennifer Lawrence, I think, would be box office gold. <laughs> well, sign me up right now. Sign me up. Right so that now. that is Arabesh behind her on this this sequence, and I, I can't remember what it says. But I think it's something to do with food. Like it's a, like they're on top of a restaurant. All right. Are we transitioning to what looks like a large city, a cityscape here behind uh, Inquisitor Riva? We're calling her Riva. Something we, something we've never seen on Tatooine. Right. Right. By the way, this is the actress uh, Moses Ingram playing uh, Inquisitor Riva. We get this uh, overhead view of the city. So clearly we are no longer uh, in Kansas, Dorothy. We are somewhere else. So let's, uh, let's so go here. Oh. With, 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 before you proceed, uh, Steve, this was discussed with the director um, and the, and the um, show runner, uh, my goodness, I'm gonna forget her name, uh, Deborah Chow. Chow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what this is, this is a new planet called Dayu. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. So this is not Coruscant. This is not Coruscant. This is a new planet called Dayu. Because there's a shot D- later, a little bit later, that looks exact like something straight out of episode two. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right, cool. Dayu. All right, let's play a little bit here. The Jedi code is like an itch. Okay, it just got to pause real quick. That uniform. It's just so iconic. I love seeing Imperials. It, it is, and I love that line too. The Jedi Code is like an itch. That is a fantastic bit of writing. This this moment, Dave, I agree with you 100%, is where I start to feel like the Inquisitor, yeah. like the whole presence of them is real. Like it's, like we get the, the glimpses, we, we see the shots, but that moment is fantastic. And that actress right there is from... Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. she was Obara's oh, name. That's who she yeah. is. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Yeah. Let's out in that imperial. Just that. Oh, I'm sorry, Scott. No, no. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah. I love this moment because Dave's right, a hundred percent. When they're talking like this and they're giving off this like mantra, whatever they're just, they're the speech. It sounds like like Nazi Germany and it's just terrifying the way that they're talking. This is a disease. We need to eradicate this. Yep. And it's terrifying. There's a lot of cuts here. So I'm just going to play through so we get the full quote here. Uh, 
about the Inquisitors talking about the Jedi. Let me just play this whole thing. The Jedi code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? There's a lot. There's a lot to look at. Uh, lots of cuts here. Um, little cuts. You get look what looks like a K, kind of a K2SO droid for a moment. Um, we got shots down on the ground level of this city, wherever they are. What's the name of the planet again, uh, Scott? Dayu. Dayu. Yeah. No, Dayu. No, no, don't Dayu. Dayu. I'm, I'm setting this up for Dave because I think there's something Dave wants to talk about here, and I'm going to jump on that bandwagon in five fucking parsecs because mm. there is something that flashes on the screen real quick in this little montage you're playing here, Steve, that is fantastic. But Dave, so I'm going to just... Is it the shot I'm thinking of where it's uh, uh, a hand and a gun? Are we talking about the yes. same thing? Oh, I'm yes. going to jump on that in 12 parsecs, mother effers. So right. it's coming up, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to click forward here. Yes, right just, there. So there, right. we just went past it. Just you like a man. To... We used right past it. No thought for everybody else. Steve, if you're in pause, just hit the... Uh... Want me to go forward or back? Sorry. Uh, well, you're fine right there. Yeah. Right here. So, okay. So now hit the, right there. there you go. Right there. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think this is what I think it is. So there have been two schools of thought on the internet and I, I like them both as speculation. I do too. So okay. it, it's holding a gun. Yes. Right. It, it's a figure. Holding Thor's like hammer. Well, this, this, this no, looks like a not... stormtrooper. This is clearly it, it, a stormtrooper. Yeah. So could it be Captain Rex? That's one school of thought because that is a clone trooper that we know survived. Order 66 did not participate in Order 66 and would still be around on the timeline because this is yep. taking place. Disney's been firm on this nine years before the Battle of Yavin. That's right. Before the events of episode four, A New Hope. But About there's another 10, 10 years after episode three. Right. Okay. But there's another option based yes. on the color sequence of the armor right here. Mm, okay. All right. I'll, I, I did that part, Scott. I'll let you talk about this part because I think we're in Sympatico here. So we'll split it. Well, I'm a huge, huge fan of the original Gendi Tarkovsky Clone Wars. And that looks like the Obi-Wan Kenobi oh, Jedi armor oh, that he wears, which is white and blue. So does he still have his armor from that series? And is he wearing it in this? Is that what you were going with, Dave? I'm curious. No, I, there was another theory I was going to go with that kind of blew my mind a little bit, but that's very, very, that's a very interesting bit of speculation and I love it. And that's why this is a great teaser trailer because it's, it's showing some ankle and some calf, but we don't know what's higher for sure. This could be a crying game moment, and it, or it could be the hot blonde at the party. We don't know. It's a teaser. Oh. But the, the, the fact is, is Craig's that uncomfortable with where I took that. I know it is, and I'm trying to ignore that for a second. <laughs> no, but seriously, that is definitely Stormtrooper or Clone Trooper armor with white and blue markings on it. And I believe that was Obi-Wan Kenobi's color signature with his Jedi armor. So... Is it is it Captain Rex? Is it Obi Wan Kenobi? But what's your what's your other speculation on that, Dave? I'm, I'm but the 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 other speculation might be a different shot in here. But there is there is a shot at one point 
of a guy holding a blaster in an alleyway, it looks like. And there is speculation that that is. Ah, wait, wait for it. Okay. Wait till we get there. (laughs) Let's bring John up here. Here we go. Hang on. He cannot help it. Where is he? All right, we get a lot of action here. Where so is passionate. he? Who is the he they are talking about? Who is the he in that shot? Where is he? Could be a lot of people. It it's whoever, they're, it's people. whoever they're hunting for. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, I, I think the show is primarily about hunting Jedi. It would be a real kind of a mm-hmm. plot twist if they, all of a sudden they made it about hunting the, the son of Skywalker. I think it's really about the hunting Jedi. So, yeah. 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 Jedi they want be. you to believe, sure. I, yeah, I, like we all fact, distraction. I think this is the guy we see hanging earlier in the shot where we just see the feet hanging from the sky, whether they're being force choked up in the air or they're actually being hung. Right. But so there's a shot in all of that montage to action sequence, Steve. I swear to God, Greg, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> all right, really quick. So I, in this shot, we've got the Grand Inquisitor and he's, he's, uh, got his lightsaber going he's got the spinning lightsaber this there's some speculation here about this sh- this guy in the foreground lobot totally lobot so i was gonna say it's got mechanical stuff around his head that's Lobot, yep. man. in the back here could could be lobot could be i don't know could the be reason it wouldn't be is because his ears aren't covered his ears are obviously open there so maybe it's lobot 1.0 or early tech <laughs> all right yeah. It's Napster 1.0. <laughs> uh, we get the t- a little mini title card that says Between Darkness and Defeat. Oh, I'm going too far now, aren't I? Yeah. Sorry about that. Skip too yeah, far. Yeah, a little ahead. But that, that, that's the shot I was talking about. All right. So we're, we've got. But well, we'll uh, well, we got to back up. To yeah, it. we do. Sorry. We skipped over some stuff here. My bad. I don't know how to work YouTube. All right. We've got uh, Reba. Reva. Reva. Inquisitor Riva, uh, with her lightsaber. We're going to see some serious lightsaber action in this show, guys. Between yeah. between Jedi and Inquisitors, and Riva looking like she's going to take somebody out right now. And we're, it looks like we're back on Tatooine, um, and she's clearly in like hunting mode. She's hunting someone down. She's about to cut somebody in half here. Looks I have like. a theory about this sequence here. Because yeah. it does relate to the person I mentioned. I think this is the person that's hanging in the sky. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so I don't think they're aware of Obi-Wan, or maybe they are, but they're being drawn to Tatooine because of that particular Jedi or force yeah. to the person. No, no. I, and, I was, and I was just going to ask that question, Scott, uh, as speculation. What if you're Obi-Wan and you're trying to stay hidden with the son of Darth Vader and another Jedi winds up on Tatooine, and the Empire come, now comes to Tatooine looking for that other Jedi. Right, and even that's the, that would be that would be a really fun conflict to explore. I love it because even the text or the the voiceover is telling us kind of something similar to that. So I have a feeling that's it. And his job is to protect Luke from staying hidden. The whole point is he does say in there, "Stay hidden." So. Does a Jedi interfere to protect another Jedi, or that that's that's conflict all over the board? I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. But here we got a shot right here where you paused it on the on the fifth brother, and uh, 
I know, I know there's all sorts of internet rumors about how they don't like the way it looks. And I, I get that, but yeah. I, I don't know. It's a live action thing. And I don't think there's ever been a um, defined species for the fifth brother. So I don't know. I like I it. I also, and I want to pause to just appreciate that's classic stormtrooper armor. And that always gets me a little goosebumpy. I don't yeah. know about you guys, but that, that, original a new hope era stuff always gets me a little goosebumpy when i see it and it's clean you know it's just clean and shiny and they yeah it looks great i think it's so cool yeah i, I love the also this new planet does have kind of a tokyo vibe to it i like that yeah yeah absolutely oh and we get the classic escape shuttles there yeah, we get some uh, let me let's play this a little bit until we get to the scene that we're uh, i think we're all chomping at the bit to discuss here <laughs> We must pause and discuss. Okay. Inqu Inquisitor Riva in a, uh, it looks like a dark alley. She's lit from behind. You see her shadow on the ground, stretching out to a, a looks like a robed figure, um, clearly holding out a handgun, a hand blaster. And that, that, that is, so this is this is the one I was talking about earlier. So I got confused because I haven't actually watched this trailer in like two weeks. But that's the shot I was referring to earlier. Where there's some speculation on who it might be because that's a distinctive looking gun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there is internet okay. speculation that yeah. that, that is uh, Han Solo. Absolutely not. That uh, is I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not advocating it. I'm just. I. I'm just saying one. There's internet speculation. And oh, I will wow. say that the timeline is about the same as the timeline for when the solo film takes place. So it's not, it's the not the dumbest thing wrong. I've ever heard. No, the, no, the blaster's all wrong. If you're if you're going for a classic DL44, that blaster's all wrong. It is. Okay. And this is why I wanted to talk about it though, because if there is one person that I trust implicitly in this world to evaluate that theory, it is you, Mister Lent, because I believe you have, <laughs> I believe you have one of those. At, at, the, at the household, do you not? Uh, no, not at the household. It's at the office now. It lives at the office. But yeah, it's 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 where's it? It resides in a place of, of pride uh, in my on my office shelves. Okay, so Greg's we got Greg's full attention on this with the DL uh, DL forty four, right? Mm -hmm. Correct, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we do know that through the trilogy that the blaster does change, but it doesn't change a lot. Like there's little differences from each one of the. It, it's it's based off of the same gun. They changed the scope on it. Right, but, but the, the gun but that the I'm... blaster itself does not change. So the gun that I'm seeing here, to me, looks more like the gun that Cad Bane carries throughout the series, mm. uh, through Clone Wars, and I think even in, um, which is a it's almost like a mashup of prequel looking era weapons with original trilogy and we never and so notice they never show the head of the person there and i'm just i'm curious about that because mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about scum and villainy type planets here it just it, it just seems like cad bane as a character would not come into conflict with with an inquisitor type character yeah I'm not yeah, saying you're, I'm, I'm not I'm saying you're wrong. I'm just saying be. it seems unlikely. Right. 
you know, and Han Solo didn't carry the the DL forty four until the Solo movie happens, and you know, I, I this is going to be taking place very close to where the Solo movie happens. So maybe this is slightly before. Maybe it's slightly before. Oh, so, that's a good point. So, but it, but here's the other reason that I'm intrigued by that theory that that's you know Aldrin Imarak, whatever his name is, is going to be in this <laughs> is going to be in this movie. I I feel like it's a little ambiguous in A New Hope. Did Obi Wan meet Chewbacca for the first time in the bar, or did Obi Wan know Chewbacca and recognize him in the bar? Oh, that's and that. if it's and if it's the latter, I don't think and check me on this i don't think obi-wan interacts with chewbacca in episode three that's all yoda so all all yoda but uh, i would i would posit that chewie is cluing him in that hey foy friend of yoda here um Mm -hmm. maybe we should hook up (laughs) i know and and, and that's perfectly valid i'm just saying it, it it's something that that i started thinking about when i was looking at the timeline and that it does line up and it's possible we there could be a story i feel like there is a story that could be told that would not be contradicted by anything that's in canon whereby obi-wan somehow meets chewbacca sometime before the events of a new hope and that's how they know each other Mm -hmm. i'm fascinated by all of this the speculation right now in this particular moment freeze frame here but one thing I have a question about is how do you see the connection to this versus the stormtrooper armor that's blue and white from earlier? Was that just something different, or do you see a connection here? I almost see it. I I, I think I more buy the Captain Rex than 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 Ewan McGregor or Obi Obi Wan Kenobi back in the Jedi armor, okay. um, because he doesn't wear the Jedi armor in any of the movies so when he leaves at the end of episode three you know he kind of goes out with just his robes and whatnot Hmm. and a a jar of lotion but i mean i mean that it's fair but because he was they were in the jedi temple and like he set up the recording beacon to send a, a homing signal i don't i don't know that it's crazy to suggest that he might not have had time to run to his quarters and, and grab some stuff before he left. Yeah. And like, so, I get what you're saying, but I think it's different from what happened with Yoda. Like Yoda, Yoda left, which by the way, how did Luke have Yoda's lightsaber in the Mandalorian? But that's a whole different conversation to have. That is a different conversation. <laughs> well, we're still trying to figure out how, what's her face on in mm. the sequel trilogy, got Luke's lightsaber in, in a fucking Pirates of the Caribbean treasure chest, but, um, <laughs> but okay. So what we're learning though, with the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett is that a lot of those gaps are being filled with the Ahsoka and the Luke timeline. So we're seeing stuff that has happened and we're going to learn new stuff that happened during order 66 and how everyone kind of split off and took off and ran different directions. Um, so that's not out of the question, that's why I wanted to bring that up because um, one, Disney Plus did add the original Tarkovsky stuff onto its platform. And I think some of the stuff is slowly coming around to possibly being, wasn't something making it canon now? I, I, I'm losing track of it. I'm sorry if anyone remembers. Um, I don't think the, the, the micro series is canon, just the regular 
Filoni right. miniseries. We've discussed that before, but I thought something was brought up or brought into the canon series to make oh. something part of it. I have to look back now. I know. I but, but albeit, my feeling is it's Captain Rex. I just thought, what a stretch that would be to have him with his Jedi clone trooper armor in that moment. This is a series about Obi-Wan, so... He has that Mr. Incredible moment where he's like stretching into it. And he's like, look, still fits. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Maybe this is Christopher Lloyd as as Doc Brown. <laughs> There's a flying DeLorean above. That's the light above uh, Reva over there. <laughs> flying down. Oh, my God. We didn't talk about that. Christopher Lloyd cast in this show. <laughs> Crazy. That's right. Um, Man Mandalorian, not this show. Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're right. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, Stopped. Well, there's so much news. Like, okay, so we know, and we it. haven't even got to the you're end right. of this trailer yet, but we know that uh, Hayden Christensen is in this series, correct? Right. But not in the trailer. But not but in the trailer. Well, kinda. All right. Have we not? Have we seen him so far? Do we need to get to the end here? There, there's. <clears throat> there's some breathing <clears throat> that happens yeah but that's not all right that's not come on we all have done that voice <laughs> everyone knows that's james earl jones breathing yeah. all right <laughs> all right God. let's play let's keep let's going get, let's get to the end of this trailer here we go Let's back so, up here a little bit really the, quick. We get, uh, sorry, we get uh, really quick. We get Ewan, who's looking tortured and lost and confused and very Obi-Wan-like with his beard. And again, age perfect for the for the time. Sorry, Dave. Go ahead. Okay. A handsome, handsome man. He is a handsome man. Joking aside, I wanted to just point out, I can't agree with Greg Moore. I got fucking tingles just looking at this shot right here. And look at this damn beard. Not a, not a ditch of gray in it at all son of a so that suggests that it's before rebels right because uh mm. or obi-wan does have an appearance in rebels and i believe he's much more of a gray gray silver haired yeah. character as opposed to uh yeah he is this rugged mountain man yeah. he's closer to oh. alligators than he is to mcgregor in, in that okay. show yeah. all right very good but what i was gonna say is there is a, a quick shot of what appears to be some kind of a smoky explosion that has these like green bird-like flying creatures coming out of it yep. and i have read and i'm blanking on the specifics now so and i apologize but that those birds have some kind of association or link to ahsoka in some way 100 percent. it's uh in fact the bird has been seen in the mandalorian when we first see her it's the one that's sitting up in the tree it's the same bird that is with ahsoka in is it Rebels where she confronts Anakin slash Vader? Mm. And she, she's, oh God, I'm going to have to look it up. This is, how, this is how much content I have floating around in my brain. It's the one where she uses the force time loop and she, oh. that bird is her pet that's sitting on the shoulder. It's in the Mandalorian. It's sitting up in the branch when, the Mandalorian sees Ahsoka for the first time. 
So yeah, are these, these re is there some, okay. Oh my gosh. Is this like a time travel situation? Or are we going <laughs> to see a younger version of Ahsoka in this? Possibly? There, there is, it would have to be younger than the Rosario Dawson one. Not that it can't be Rosario Dawson still, but it would have to be younger, yes. Mm. Yeah. Maybe they could get the original voice actress for, uh, what's her name? Ashley Eckstein. Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. Or they could euthanize Rosario Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> Don't See, that's funny. That's just funny. <laughs> That's called bringing the humor back, folks. Um, hmm. and the bird is called a mori. That's a new. That's a New Zealand native. And that too. And it looks. And it is considered canon. Oh yeah, if it's in Rebels. Canon for sure, for sure. I don't know if that's clear enough, but it's actually green and white and gray. The cute little bird. That does not look anything like these birds, but they are green. Well, that that's a bad picture, but it does have a long tail like these. So I think that's the bird. So I think there is some Ahsoka connection here, which would be interesting to tie all these live action Disney Plus's Plus series together. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it's, it's when you're, when you're dealing with such a, a wide timeline now and where you're putting things, you're trying to define the eras of when things take place. You know, Ahsoka, obviously a huge part of Clone Wars, mm -hmm. um, a, a minor player in Rebels, uh, but doing their own thing now on the Mandalorian side of thing. I don't know if you want to carry that character backward. You know what I mean? Is that just too much carrying that character backward? Well, it depends on what they want to do with it. I, I technically agree with you, but if they're going to make those connections, I, I don't know, again, if they're going to use it, it. First of all, I don't know if they're going to have her in this or not, but she could. But, but to address your point, she fits it. She fits here because yeah. she was in Clone Wars. You know, this is this takes place after Clone Wars. So she fits here. But I don't know. I don't know that I would use her in this. You know, I think I think I think that Mandalorian is kind of your show where everybody guest stars and, and Boba Fett brought in the guest stars. And I think it detracted from the Boba Fett series altogether altogether and made the show. You know, everybody was looking forward to the guest appearances on the Boba Fett show, much more so than the Boba Fett show itself. Yeah, well, yeah, I, that's I, a good point. That, that, that suffered because of other things, but the guest appearances on mandalorian worked very well where i think the book of boba fett was a complete clusterfuck hot mess going on and they didn't know what direction they wanted to go with however here's let's let's speculate so we see these green birds on the uh Dayu planet that's clearly an industrial looking techno looking planet so if she does make an appearance it wouldn't be on tatooine they would come across each other on another planet. And here's the thing is, my thing is, if Obi-Wan is on Tatooine to protect the identity of Luke Skywalker, maybe he's seen whatever's happening where the Inquisitors are drawn to Tatooine, leading them off the planet, taking them away from Luke, mm -hmm. a possible connection to Vader. So... 
as an intentional diversion for for the Imperials to take him away, take them away from wherever Luke is. It makes for great storytelling to to keep the story moving and the action plots going. You got to have Obi Wan pulling these incredibly twisted, dark characters because we know the Grand Inquisitor was actually a temple guard during the Clone Wars. That was one of the people that was involved. So here's another connection to Ahsoka. He was the Grand Inquisitor was one of the temple guards, those white and gold guards that was in the middle of when Ahsoka gets ousted from the Jedi. Mm. Um, they find out that the real traitor or the real person that betrayed them was Varys Of Offi Ophi. Mm, yeah. Um, and the Jedi. Your so friend. if you remember yep. those guards, there's six of them or four of them. He's the one that's holding her. That's that's already canon and established. So there is an Ahsoka connection already with the Grand Inquisitor and obviously with Obi-Wan and the Jedi Temple and all that stuff. So it would make sense if she did show up in these times where they're all in hiding and trying to survive. Hmm. But I, I see Greg's point. It, you're, you're stretching it kind of thin if you're trying to connect everything and just want guest appearances just for whatever ratings or yeah we'll try and talk about trying to stretch things thin and connect everything i mean what a better way to connect things and bring back alden ehrenreich than for for some future han solo project to bring him in take take this off planet on what will probably be a very popular show i mean everyone's been waiting for kenobi and ewan mcgregor and everything um yeah you know that somewhere out there and I know that the solo movie is is uh, divisive among Star Wars fans, mm. but they left such a huge plot hole now with the return of Darth Maul and the rise of the Crimson Dawn and what's going on with uh, Hera. You know that they want to finish that story. Mm. And yeah. how are they going to do it? Because they're probably not going to make another movie. Well, wasn't there talks of a series? Weren't they going to do like a land series or something like that? I, I think a lot of that's internet speculation or or, or well or, or wish fulfill you know wishing by fans, yeah. but it it does make sense. And I I wonder if Solo wouldn't have worked better as a a limited series or something as opposed to a movie. Right. And that that wasn't an option at the time. That wasn't the vision at all. But Rogue One works great as a movie. It, it really does. Solid yeah. bit of work there. Yeah. Solo, that might have benefited from being able to do, you know, four and a half hours of telling that story as opposed to trying to cram it into a movie. And maybe it would have worked better with uh, the original director's style at that point, too. You just yeah. could have, would have, should have. You know, the, it was, the project was probably just developed two or three years too early. Well, Dave, let me ask you this. What do you, let me pose this question to you. If Rogue One worked great as a movie, and now we're getting a Disney Plus series on Cassian Andor, and mm-hmm. Solo didn't work as well, but we might get some some loose ends tied up, how would you feel about a Solo series, a limited series, just to get the Crimson Dawn, Darth Maul storyline kind of wrapped up or even mm-hmm. tied into something else? Do you think that would work? Yeah, I 1,000% think that would work. I mean, they, they Greg hit the nail on the head. They clearly intended to tell a larger story. Yeah. They don't get to because the film was 
you know, I'm not going to sit here and say the film is great because it's not, but I don't think the film is as bad as its its reputation is either. Mm-hmm. I agree. There, there's there's a lot of good stuff there that is that you would be able to play with and develop into a, a meaningful, interesting, and entertaining story going forward. Uh, Greg, I can't tell if you're making a face because you agree with me and I'm long-winded or if you disagree no, with me. I agree with you. Like, like, so I personally, I like the solo movie. I think it was a good, like, summer popcorn flick. It, I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I was excited, you know, to see that there was going to be more story to it. I know people who hate that movie. Like, worst movie in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Wow. They clearly yeah. haven't seen Last Jedi. I don't know what the hell's... Mm-hmm. I, I, I did not enjoy it as much as you did, Greg, but I certainly didn't hate it. Yeah. I think it's a fun movie. I agree with you, Greg. I I, I really enjoyed that movie for this. I mean, there might be some poor acting choices. There might be some yeah. direction choices, but that could be chalked up to all the problems that movie had with directors and storytelling. It, it was a troubled production. It was. That's saying a lot. But that's it's a miracle that it came off as such, uh, I would say, a pretty fun enjoyable film yeah um my goal and i'm going to steer back to obi-wan i hope you don't mind but um i I'm, everything about this trailer just screams fun to me and i i really enjoyed the hell out of this trailer uh, steve i messed with you earlier tonight when we were talking um i happened to mention on a phone conversation they said it was an unbelievably worst trailer of all time but i'm <laughs> saying that just because it really is a lot of fun and I, I can't stress this enough as much as and I'm going to, I'm going to check my heterosexual credibility here, but God damn you McGregor is just one like incredibly sexy dude. So that's great for him. But damn. John Williams is the fucking star of this thing. I swear to God, that man at whatever so, age he is, is a hero. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. The fact that they use dual of the fates and then they get to the end of the trailer and the only Darth Vader anything is that breathing and it was a little reminiscent of phantom menace to me right how that original phantom menace trailer has that extremely well-placed single darth vader respirator breath yes and they do that again here in obi-wan and i'm like god damn if they're not going back to the well again but god damn if it doesn't work i am so excited and pumped for this thing i am easily manipulated lucasfilm and you know me you know what i want you know how to make it happen Damn you, sir. Take I, my money now. I cannot they, believe Lucasfilm would go back to the well again. It's, hard, it's almost hard to believe. Look, but but much- that, that Phantom Menace trailer, that is still the best movie trailer I've ever seen in my life because it still makes me think it's a good movie anytime I watch it. Yeah, God damn it! I hate that I have to say that. I know you guys think that I love Phantom Menace and I don't, but that fucking trailer is just so good. I second guess myself every time I watch that trailer. God. Damn it, Dave. You have to be so right on that. <laughs> oh, where's where's the sound clip? Fucking damn it, Dave. There it is. If, if loving that trailer is wrong, then I don't want to be right. I'll tell you that right now. That's the way to close the show right there. Almost exactly two months away. Yeah. Well, it is. It is two months away. Uh, right? May 25th. The show will drop March 25th. So there you go. Two months away. 
Guys, that was that was live. Yes, we are. The future. I'm glad we got to this finally, guys. It was a couple of weeks delayed, and I'm sorry, faithful listeners, that we have been so flaky, but it's just the way that life is rolling out for us right now. So thanks for hanging with us. Appreciate your listenership, and uh, thanks, thanks for listening to this episode of the Wretched High Podcast. Episode 220 of the show is officially in the books. We talked about ornithology. We talked about the future of Star Wars. Yeah, who knew we were going to have to become ornithologists to really understand a future Star Wars? Birds. Birds. Yeah. Uh, We're a week away from Moon Knight, guys. A week away from Moon Knight. Yeah. Yeah. You guys pumped up? You're Marvel fans? Are you pumped up for Moonlight? I am a little bit. I am. Night, I should say. I'm, I'm curious. I'm not pumped up. But you'll watch it. You will watch it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be... It looks fun. I'm intrigued by that one because I really like... Uh, I really like the cast. I really like the actor. What's his name? Oh. Yeah. Yep, Oscar. I, li- I like him a lot. Hawk is going to be a bad guy, I believe. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. Uh, are we going to review that show when it hits the airwaves? Are we going to try to sit down together and talk about that show? I think that's TBD, right? TBD? TBD. TBD. All right. I'm in for it if you want. We'll see if we can come together and talk about Moon Knight. Come together right now. Over night. Well, we'll see if it happens or not. Either way, hope you have a great next week. And may the force be with us all. It's been so long I forgot how we like post close out the show with this channel. There was some weird static coming through for me on yep. that the end of that. That was crazy weird. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. Yeah, I, I heard the same thing. They okay, real out. quick, that static is definitely when Steve starts speaking. That was weird. I got that. <laughs> well, there it was again, so. Yeah. <laughs>